Once upon a time, in a faraway land. What are fairy stories? The strange and wondrous place where nothing is as it seems. Magic mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest? Fairy is a perilous land. Before she found herself falling down what seemed to be a very deep well. It is the place you visit in your dreams. A world of myth and magic. When the clock began to chime the a mysterious voice began calling to the sad princess. She flicked her finger with her needle. Three drops of blood fell on the In a trance, she followed the haunting sound the of a winding tree. stairway to the top of the you tower. You can read along with me in your book. She waved her wand and said the magic words. Let's begin now. Well met, witches. Welcome to Storybook, Sacred Lore of Witchcraft. Tonight, a guest storyteller joins the circle. Jake Richards shares a piece of his own ancestral folklore, a tale he calls Lickpaw, Lickpaw. This story was passed down to me from my daddy's mama, who got it from her mama, whose grandfather it was that this happened to, my third great-grandfather, Sidney Bryant. This is the story of Lickpaw Lickpaw. Back in the old days, folks were scattered throughout the mountains, little communities here and there. Some had schoolhouses and churches, while others didn't. To fix that, some preachers took up to going out to all these communities. They called them circuit riders. The circuit was a scheduled route around the mountains with all the stops that they made here and there to preach the gospel in morning or evening sermons, and also doing marriages and baptisms while they were there. Sidney was such a preacher, so for a few weeks a year he would ride around on horseback to all these places taking the gospel to them. It may seem like those old days were very different to now, but they weren't. People are still afraid of the, of the same things that rest outside of the known world, and Sydney was such a one to have an encounter with the magical unknown. The story goes that Sydney had been on the circuit a few weeks now, resting here and there, and it was such a time he needed a place to rest. Well, lo and behold, he came up on such a place. A small cabin on the road with a candle in the window. Back then, that was an old community sign for circuit riders, that meant that they could find good food and a warm bed there. So he went up and knocked on the door, and a little old woman answered. He asked if he could find rest there, just for the night, and then he'd be on his way. The woman showed him to the shed that she had out back, said it was all that she had, and he said it would do just fine. It was a wooden shed with nothing but a bed in it, and a window that opened outwards. The woman said if he wanted, she, would, she was going to make breakfast in the morning, and she'd see him then. They both retired for the night, and he tried his best to get comfortable. But it being just him in a small shed, it got awfully warm. So he got up off the bed and opened the window to let some of the cool mountain air in, and he laid back down. He was almost gone to sleep when a big black cat with bright yellow eyes hopped up onto the windowsill and looked at him. He tried to shoot away from where he was in the bed, but it just looked at him. And then it started cleaning itself. And as it did, the black cat said, Lick Paul, Lick Paul, come in, Tom. Lick Paul, Lick Paul, come in, Tom. And then it hopped into the shack with the man. And after it did, another black cat, just like it, 
also hopped up on the windowsill and started cleaning itself, saying, Lick Paul, Lick Paul, come in, Tom. Lick Paul, Lick Paul, come in, Tom. And it hopped down in with the man, too. And another hopped up on the sill after it. Lick Paul, Lick Paul, come in, Tom. Lick Paul, Lick Paul, come in, Tom. And they just kept coming in like that, one right after the other, till the whole shack was plumb full of them, and Sidney was surrounded by the black cats. They started inching towards him as he still tried to shoo them back. One of them went to pounce on his chest, and at that moment he went for his knife just as quickly as the cat went to attack his face, and he swung that knife, and with it he cut the cat's paw off. All the cats began howling, and one right after the other, they ran out the way they came, up and over that windowsill, till the shed was empty except for Sidney, still holding that knife. Morning came, and Sidney went to the woman's house where she was making breakfast. He sat down at the table as she finished things up, and he noticed her hand was all bandaged up. He said, Well, what do you do to your hand there? And the woman brushed it off, saying, Oh, I just cut myself washing the dishes, is all. Sidney rushed to his pocket and pulled out the paw of that black cat wrapped up in his handkerchief. He sat it on the table and he said, Better yet, I say you're a witch. And that's the story of Lick Paul, Lick Paul. We don't know what was, what was did or said after that, or what became of that black cat paw. This is just how it was passed down to us. I figure Sidney might have carried that paw with him, like a trophy of overcoming that witch. Or maybe that's when he stopped doing the circuit. Who knows? Thank you for sharing the tale, Jake. When we next gather together, We'll discuss the events and themes of this story further, how they've influenced your personal practice, as well as how we might apply them to our own. Until then, may all your travels be filled with wonder. wonder.